It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Free Agent Friday. We are finally here, but we're going to look at free agency from a different lens. We've talked about needs. We've talked about players. Let's talk about lineups and the lineups that worked and didn't for the Orlando Magic and how they could fix them. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is June 30th, 2023, the season finale of Locked On Magic, season eight on the way uh, next. NBA calendar flips July 1st. That's that's how I delineate seasons. Uh, my name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Gale at a comic Follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to take a look at free agency through a different lens. We've talked a little bit about the team needs throughout the course of this offseason. We've talked a little bit about players to target. We'll hit some of those targets again here. But I want to take a look at this through the lens of lineups. Lineups that work, the Magic's most used lineups specifically, and what worked and what didn't, and perhaps why and how to fix it. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Before we start talking about lineups that didn't, didn't work, and talking about how to address some of the needs of those lineups in free agency, we have to address the bigger news of the day. And, and, and maybe I didn't tease it appropriately appropriately enough. I'm going to make him the, the banner headline, so you'll know it's coming. Uh, but the Orlando Magic announced on, th- on what day was it, Thursday, um, the Magic announced on Thursday that they have picked up the team option on Goga Batadze's second year of his two-year contract. Um, this is... A bit of a surprise, um, a little bit of a surprise in that essentially a lot of us, you know, and maybe this is a false choice, but a lot of us kind of assumed that the Magic were debating somewhat between Goga Batadze and Mo Wagner for that backup slash third center spot. Um, that this was a debate and that, and, and I think a lot of us, myself really included, were maybe leaning toward Mo Wagner as the option just because the Magic needed so much offense and there's just a familiarity there and all that. The Magic retaining Goga Batadze does not mean that Mo Wagner's immediately gone. It does mean, however, that the Magic don't have a lot of roster space. Um, yes, they cut Michael Carter-Williams and Admiral Schofield free. They didn't pick up their team options. Those two spots are taken up by Anthony Black and Jet Howard. 
Uh, so unless the Magic are cutting one of the three or one of the four players uh, that have non-guarantees and Gary Harris, uh, Gary Harris, Bull Bull, and Marco Fultz all have their contracts fully guaranteed as uh, after June 30th. If, if they're not cut today, they're on the team or they, their contracts are fully guaranteed. Um, keeping Batadze becomes a bit of a limiting factor now as we look ahead to free agency. We weren't expecting the Magic to be super active anyway, but we did expect them to inject some new blood. And, and certainly looking to help bolster their front court, I think, was a big thing that we've expected to see happen. Um, now the imbalance of the roster feels a little bit heavier. Um, Goga Batadze, look, first off, had a fantastic run with the Orlando Magic last year. He was really, really awesome. Um, and, and a guy that earned his keep, took this opportunity, took a second chance at the league, took every bit of the opportunity and grabbed it. By the end of the season, Jamal Mosley was essentially picking between do I need Goga Batadze's defense or Mo Wagner's offense um, in, in this game? And more often than not, he was leaning on Batadze's defense. Batadze's defensive numbers are, are actually really incredible to look at. And yes, very, very small sample size, so let's not read too much into it. But they are still impressive nonetheless for the minutes that he did get. Um, Batadze... His averages aren't anything super impressive. About uh, 5.8 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, and 15 minutes per game. That's a double-double pace, so that's that part is impressive. Um, but his defense was really the impressive thing. Opponents shot 52.5% at the rim against Batadze in his time with the Magic, according to data from Second Spectrum. Jonathan Isaac was the only player with a better mark there. So Batadze was a very good rim protector. Additionally, the Magic had a 104.8 defensive rating with Batadze on the floor. Again, the Magic were only better defensively with Isaac on the floor compared to Batadze with a plus 2.9 net rating. Further, our friends at Basketball Index have some, some more fun defensive stats. Opponents shot 9.6 percentage points worse at the rim than expected against Batadze. And Batadze ranked in the 99th percentile in the league with 1.08 rim points saved per 75 possessions. The Magic need rim protection. While Batadze is not a typical above-the-rim rim protector, which personally I, I do think is a little bit of a concern for the Magic, um, that is something I think they they will need. And look, Jonathan Isaac could do that a little bit. Bull Bull at his best could do that a little bit. Uh, but Orlando was a really poor rimmed defense team last year. According to data from Second Spectrum, the Magic were 27th in the league in defensive field goal percentage at the rim last season. Now, I will point to this. The Magic were top 10 in the league in points allowed in the paint per game last season. Just because they weren't a great rim protection team doesn't mean they weren't a good paint protection team. They weren't good at stopping teams from getting points in the paint. Orlando, of course, after December 7th, was sixth in the league in defensive rating at 113 points allowed per one of possessions. This team can be a very good defensive team. Um, there are holes to, there are holes, you know, they're little like kind of, Holes that allow air to seep out of the balloon slowly, but nothing you can't plug up a little bit. And at the end of the day, what I look at, again, it might be a false decision. So I don't want to like frame everything so much as a decision between one style or another or one player or another. But keeping Batadze to me does signal what the Magic are looking for in the center position. It does signal to me what their values are. 
And I think back to draft night. Yes, I still think about draft night a week ago. Um, I think back to draft night and, and my takeaway from hearing Jeff Weltman and, and Jamal Mosley talk about Anthony Black and Jed Howard was that those two players just fit the principles that this Magic team has, that, that, that this Magic team wants to be building with, that they, that they that kind of the building blocks that they're looking for from players. They are thinking about these little things. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's important. And, and when you look at, when you look at what the magic did and, 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 and their decision to keep a Tadze under that kind of framework, it makes sense. No, but Tadze isn't super long. He isn't super switchy. And, and maybe that is something the magic are looking for. You know, I'm going to post a free agent power rankings on online magic daily.com uh, on, on Friday afternoon. I have Trey Lyles pretty high on my list right now. Um, I kind of think Trey Lyles is uh, someone like Trey Lyles is the target for the Orlando Magic and and is the kind of player Magic looking for to kind of supplement not only the center position, uh, but to be able to play multiple positions as well. But say though, as a rim protector, as a defense first player, fits so much of what the Magic are trying to do. He does so many of the things the Magic want to be able to do. And to me, that is that is what this is a statement of. Yes, the Magic need to improve their offense. Yes, we're going to get into that here in a second, how the Magic get better. And, and I think in some ways the Magic have. They've accomplished some of their goals. But at the end of the day, the Magic have core principles. And when it comes to preparing for the season, when it comes to the building blocks of this team, the Magic are sticking to those core principles. And I think that's ultimately why they decided to keep Goga Batadze and make him this kind of an option. When we come back, we will chat about the lineups that work for the Orlando Magic and how to make them a little bit better or what that says about how the Magic need to build and look in free agency. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy games can be really, really difficult. You get into these large, like, player pools. They have these complicated salary cap systems. You're not even sure what the point system is to get the points that you need to win. I remember I was playing daily fantasy uh, with, you know, just kind of friendly competition with my dad. And I knew a lot about the NBA. And I was just like, I have no clue what wins in this. And anyways, I'm in these competitions and I'm just hoping to get my money back. Well, I got a better way to play daily fantasy and that's with prize picks. With prize picks, you just pick two to six players and predict whether they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projections. You want to say more, you pick more. You want to say less, you pick less. It's that simple. And if you get them all right, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college sports, WNBA, you name it, they got it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida, as well as Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. 
First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we get set for free agency to begin, I want to invite you all to join my subtext community. You can go to joinsubtext.com slash magic to join our community today. I'm going to provide my instant thoughts on free agent signings as well as goings on around the NBA and then get you ready for Summer League. Now is the time to join and use your free trial. Check it out today. Joinsubtext.com slash magic. It's like having my cell phone. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious, Ryan Trevi. That's like having my cell phone um, it's like having my cell phone number. You can text me directly and I will text you back. It's true. Check it out today. Join subtext.com slash locked on magic. All right. The, the way I want to look at free agency today, um, and it's, it's not so much to look specifically at free agency. Um, cause, cause I want this episode to last maybe a little bit longer than the 12 hours we have, uh, before the 12 or so hours we have before, the starting gates open and chaos reigns over the NBA. And, you know, again, I think I said this yesterday. I'm just, I'm not in the business of predicting trades. Trades happen. We're often way behind on where the teams are actually at. So I'm not here to predict trades. A trade very well could happen. There's this huge logjam in the backcourt. I think Orlando still needs to make some frontcourt moves. There is definitely uh, the condition, you know, we are in a trade warning. We're not in a trade watch. Um, or is it no? We're to trade watch. Sorry, watch is when you have the conditions for a taco. Uh, warnings mean you're eating tacos right now. Um, if you know that mean, you know that mean. Uh, we are in a trade watch for sure. Uh, where the conditions for a trade certainly exist. And, and again, the magic now with the Batadze signing went from about twenty three point six million dollars to twenty one point nine million dollars in available cap room. Still, they still have cap room. Don't get it wrong. They can still go out and make some big signings if they want to. But I think very clearly, unless the Magic cut Gary Harris, they're not going after big, big fish. And again, I don't anticipate that happening. I think Gary Harris is too valuable of a trade ship to let go. Gary Harris, honestly, and that's a great place to start with this. I want to look at lineups because that'll tell us where the holes still are on this roster and what this team is is trying to do. So we're going to look back to look forward here. Um, And Gary Harris is actually a great place to start because Gary Harris... um, is a real key part of several lineups that the Magic have, but also a player that sometimes is hard to fit in. And we'll talk more about that in our next segment. But let's start with the Magic's most used lineup, and that was the starting lineup. Marco Fultz, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter. They had a 113 offensive rating, 111.6 defensive rating, plus 1.4 net rating in 570 minutes. Defense was stellar. 
Offense was okay, not great. Still near the bottom. Near still, I think it's still inside the bottom ten, but not far from getting out of the bottom ten. The Magic needs some offense. And look, a lot of lineups. When you break it down, when you just kind of break down the numbers a little further, a lot of the Magic's lineups that have Paolo Bancaro in it, for as good as he is, he is a rookie. He made a lot of mistakes. He was a sometimes a big drain on the offense, and I know I don't think a lot of us want to talk about it um, because it's not a problem. It, that's that's what we expected. Rookies are bad. Um, it doesn't matter how good a rookie is. Rookies are bad, um, and so a lot of us who follow these numbers, I don't think we wanted to talk about it, or you know, we understand the context of it. But a lot of lineups with Paolo Bancaro as the lead player on offense were really bad. He was really inefficient in his rookie year. And again, you expect that. You want him making those mistakes. The Magic wanted him making those mistakes. One of the big areas that this team is going to grow this year and why I don't think the Magic need to make crazy big moves because they don't need to kind of limit or or stop this growth um, is, is they need to let give Paolo the space to make these mistakes, to learn how to be that top player. They're, they're not ready. Again, that's why I don't think the Magic were ready for an all-in move last summer. That's why I don't think the Magic are ready for an all-in move this summer. They need to let Paolo learn how to make mistakes, learn how to be a leader, learn what a good shot is, learn what a bad shot is, You know, learn where to, where he could get to his spots. Like We've seen the videos of him. He looks cut. It's like incredible, uh, the shape that he looks like he's in right now. Um, he looks ready to play. Um, you know, Team USA is going to be getting a good one. Uh, but so many of these lineups that that I looked through, a lot of the offensive drain is Paolo Bancaro. Again, and, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, so a lot of the improvement that I think we'll see from this roster is from internal improvement, is from getting is is from getting better. Um, you know, we're gonna go through a lot of these lineups and shooting, like offense is obviously going to be a problem. We we know this. There are a lot of bad shooting lineups. There are a lot of lineups that are bad offensively with good shooters, and we have to ask why is that the case? Um, but this starting lineup works uh, undoubtedly. I think they slow down a little bit toward the end of the season, um, but this starting lineup works. Um, if anything, its problem is it's got too many guys who need the ball who are attacker who are attackers on the ball. Like Paolo Bancaro and Marco Fultz at this point are non-shooters. Gary Harris is a solid shooter. The Magic want the ball in Franz Wagner's hand, so that limits him as a shooter. Wendell Carter is a decent shooter for a center, but teams are happy to let him shoot threes. He's got to find, you know, he. I think he spent a lot of last year finding the right balance between his three-point shooting and his ability to attack the basket. Um, but this starting lineup largely worked throughout the course of the season. Just, just really, really good stuff. What is of note, though, um, what is of note is that the Magic were better with Jalen Suggs in the lineup. If you take Gary Harris out and put Jalen Suggs in, in 58 minutes, that lineup was plus 11.3 points per one possession. The offensive rating shoots up to 113.7, which again, isn't like earth shattering, but it's good. Uh, And their defensive rating drops to 102.4, which is incredibly good. Now they only played 58 minutes together. So their minutes were really limited. So who knows what that translates to. But as we all kind of sense, one of the big areas that this team could get a lot better at is Jalen Suggs. He is a huge wild card for this team. If Jalen Suggs is shooting 36% like he did at the end, uh, like he did after the All-Star break last year, then all of a sudden the Magic 
have a real offensive weapon, um, a guy who can attack the basket, who can make some plays. And yeah, he's a little reckless with his drives. Um, so I think the Magic are trying to temper that still a little bit, but uh, they have something really, really good. What I think is more interesting is how much better the defense gets. And so part of me believes that part, like this team's identity is very much about switching and being chaotic on defense. They want teams to be uncomfortable with the Magic size, with their ability to switch, with their ability to just get into the ball. Like Jamal Mosley in Dallas was a pressure defense guy. He wanted his team, he wanted his team to over to, to possibly even overextend some just to get pressure on the on the ball. And look, they'll give up points if they overextend, but they're gonna tire teams out. They're gonna annoy teams, they're gonna get under their skin, they're gonna create offensive opportunities. And a lot of the Magic's best offense comes off their defense. And, and so if this team is committed to defense. I think there is something to being a little more chaotic defensively. Now, like Gary Harris, I think is a very good defender, but I think one of the issues with him is his size. And, and, and while I think that's it's a no-brainer the Magic keep Gary Harris, he's too valuable to let go into free agency right now. You can get something valuable for him in a trade, especially with the way this guard market is looking like right now. Um, there aren't a lot of guards. Like Jordan Clarkson is re-signing, uh, you know, uh, Gary Trent Jr. re-signed. There's a lot of there's a lot of these guards now who under, who are realizing oh there isn't that much money to to throw around like Max Drews is going to get a bag from Indiana but he's not really a guard he's he's a four um, I think when the Magic made their two picks that market really dried up fast um, and so like part of me thinks the solution for Orlando might be you know Gary Harris defensively sits back a little bit more he's not a pressure defender he's a very good defender but he's not kind of the chaos length defender. So I think what's really more interesting about the magic and the lineups that they might throw out comes in the funky lineups that they do. So we're going to look at some of those funky, funkier lineups here coming up in just a moment. And I'll get to the bench lineup too, because I think that's important to to talk about as well. Let's say a quick word from our friends over at game time. We all want tickets to the game. Orlando City, I think, has two home games this week. They got one on Saturday. They got another one on the 4th on Tuesday. And if you're trying to get into the game, if you're trying to get to Exploria Stadium, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and a whole lot more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time is going to credit you 110% for the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So today, uh, to, to just prepare ourselves for free agency, I, I'm trying to think a little bit more. Uh, 
through the lens of lineups, through the lens of the, the groups that the Magic use the most, and to try and figure out where the weaknesses are and, and what the Magic are trying to do. Um, the starting lineup, I think, is pretty well set. Um, I do think there will be some open competition for the two spot. Uh, I think that the Magic would love to see Jalen Suggs kind of make that leap and climb into that spot. But uh, overall, the way to improve that starting lineup is perhaps to allow for some more defensive chaos um, and, and to really embrace being a strong defensive team, even if the offense isn't isn't so great. Um, and I think that's that's something to consider, and that's something to think about and something to look at. The Magic, though, what's really interesting about them is their ability to do these kind of funky lineups. The Magic's second most used lineup last year was Marco Fultz, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Bull Bull, Mo Wagner. 106.7 offensive rating, 113.4 defensive rating, a minus 6.7 net rating in 193 minutes. To say the least, this lineup did not work. And, and this isn't just this wasn't just a case of the Magic throwing out a lineup uh, because of the injuries that they had early in the season. This was something that you know they very clearly wanted to look at. Now, uh, only 193 minutes. There were a lot of these lineups. There weren't very many min- line. I think there's only four lineups that the Magic used that cleared 100 total minutes on the season. So there was a lot of experimenting and mixing and matching until the Magic kind of settled in uh, on a set rotation and on a set group. Uh, toward the end of the season. And obviously, you know, again, we saw this team be a 500 team. I think some of this indecision is why. But last season was a year to experiment. And so the Magic experimented at times with with bigger lineups like this one. They didn't really get a chance to experiment that much with lineups, uh, with smaller lineups, with Paolo Bancaro at the five or Paolo, Jonathan Isaac, Franz Wagner together. Um, I am very much on record about this. I think... Franz Wagner at the two is a mistake. I think that um, I think that he loses a lot of his uh, quickness advantage and his size advantage if you drop him down to the two. Um, so I I am personally not a fan of playing Wagner at shooting guard for very very long. Um, this, that's just that's just my personal preference. Um, I, I I didn't like what I saw. I thought it got rid of a lot of the advantages he had. Then again. Some of it just might be lineups. You know, you look at a Markel Fultz, um, you know, not a shooter. Paolo Bancaro's not a shooter. Bull Bull's not a shooter. Mo Wagner's not a shooter. Bo Wagner's a little bit of a shooter, but that group is just not a group that has a lot of, of size to them. You know, you know, or it has, it has a lot of size, but it doesn't have a lot of kind of versatility to them. Um, I don't know how you fix that. Um, do you go with Jonathan Isaac instead of Bull Bull? Do you go with Jonathan Isaac instead of Mo Wagner? If, if Wagner's out of the picture, um, how do you create spacing with these big lineups? Um, I think there's something there to try. Um, you know, obviously the Magic drafted in Anthony Black, not a shooter, but he's a big guard. So they can go six, seven and, and taller uh, with all five of their guys if they really want to be good. But again, this group wasn't great defensively either. 113.4 defensive rating. Maybe you throw in Goga Batadze instead of Mo Wagner. You get there. Um, but finding shooting with size is really difficult. And I don't know if there is a a clean option to that in free agency. Um, is there a five-out center that makes sense in free agency? You know, would going with Jet Howard and, and having Franz or Paolo run the point full-time work? I don't know. Um, I think there is something there to try in bigger lineups. But I honestly think the way to go for this Magic team is to experiment a little bit more with small lineups um, and, and with smaller with 
with smaller groups with Paolo Bancaro at center or with Jonathan Isaac at center. I think that's really the direction to go. Another lineup to look at, though, um, we'll get to the bench group here in a minute, um, is two guard lineups. Uh, Magic's most used two guard lineup, 97 minutes, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter, 110.4 offensive rating, 119.3 defensive rating. You're probably looking at the sign and thinking, okay, Gary Harris and Cole Anthony are probably the Magic's two best shooters. Shooting is so important in the Magic. Why doesn't this lineup work on any level? And I think ultimately it comes down to size. When the Magic goes small, and this is small for the Magic, when the Magic goes small with these two guard lineups, they need size still on the wings. Um, Marco Fultz, Cole Anthony, Gary Harris are just too small to be disruptive defensively. And Paolo Bancaro is just not a good enough defender um, to kind of cover things in the paint alongside Wendell Carter. Luckily, I think the Magic have kind of addressed this need. Um, you can obviously bring in Franz Wagner at any moment, but if you're looking for a bench loop group or you're looking for a two-guard lineup, you could go Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, and out Anthony Black. You could go Cole Anthony, Anthony Black, and uh, and Jet Howard. Um, the Magic have the ability to mix and match size now at the guard position. And so I hope that helps under helps you understand a little bit why going with going with Jet Howard and Anthony Black isn't creating the log jam that maybe you think it is. It creates choices. Don't get me wrong. It creates decision points. It's forcing the magic to make some decisions where some guys are going to be left out of the rotation um, or some guys' minutes might be decreased to make room for everybody. But you have all these choices now. The Magic liked these two guard lineups. They, Marco, this wasn't the only one that they that they tried with Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony together. They really wanted to try this out. They just need a little bit more size at the three, I think. I don't think Gary Harris works with that group at the three. Um, you could take out a Marco Fultz now and put in an Anthony Black, and he can be your lead ball handler. And he's six foot seven, six foot six. He can guard some of these bigger wings, so you're not losing that much size on the perimeter. Um, you know, I know this is supposed to be a, a, a post focused on free agency, but a lot of these kind of questions, and again, a, a lot more of my questions about the front court now and just establishing a better, a stronger front court rotation. And so much of this is about Paolo getting better, Franz getting better, Jalen getting better. The magic, the magic can now focus in, can now kind of mix and match and find the combinations that work with their backcourt. And, and look, obviously, guys are going to have to improve. Like Anthony Black has to be a, a, a better shooter um, than he was in college. You know, Jet Howard is a real option for a lot of these lineups because shooting solves everything. Shooting fixes so many things on this team. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic do look to add another shooter that can play the three or the four. Like, I, you know, before Harrison Barnes signed his extension, I thought Harrison Barnes would be a really interesting concept for this team. Um, I didn't think he'd be the right fit. I think he'd probably be too much, too costly for Orlando. I don't think he'd want a bench role, but that idea makes some sense to have another kind of stretch three, four, like a Harrison Barnes. Um, the last lineup I want to talk about is the bench lineup um, is the magic bench lineup, which came on really, really strong at the end of the season and 132 minutes, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Bull Bull, Mo Wagner had a 109-1 offensive rating, 99 defensive rating. Again, there's some really bad offenses here. The plus 10.1 net rating will get the job done in a lot of air in a lot a lot of spaces. Um, the Magic, this is one of the Magic's best lineups all year, in fact. But the offense needs a lot of work. A 109 offensive rating is would be by far the worst in the league. The Magic for the season 
were I think 112 or 111. Um, the, the offense has to be better. And so how do you fix a lineup like this? Well, obviously Jalen Suggs shooting a little bit better would help, but you know, he, he's in there for his defense. Um, getting a more consistent bull bowl perhaps would help. You'd think that it would be better with a Mo Wagner on offense, but to me, spacing is just the issue. Like get a Jet Howard in there, get a get a three-point shooter, get someone who could space the floor a little bit more consistently than Bull Bull could, because again, Bull Bull's three-point shooting just fell off the face of the earth late in the season. Um, you know, after about January when he was kind of out of the rotation again. Um, as much of a spark as Cole Anthony provides offensively, this team just so much of this team just needs better spacing and shooting to create driving lanes and and to take advantage of the team's strong defense. Um that's why, you know, again, we all know how much the Magic needs shooting. We're not going to sit here and pretend that the Magic don't need shooting. I don't think they're going to get Max Struess. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they still take, get a meeting with him. Uh, I think Struess is going to get paid more than the Magic are willing to pay, especially considering where does he fit into this rotation. But I think the Magic are going to find, or they hope they'll find, that inserting Jed Howard into a lot of lineups is going to help a lot of things and make a lot more sense. Um, and so when I look at this, when I look at these lineups and I think about what the Magic are, Magic are trying to do, um, yes, having a strong defensive center I think helps. So you know, Goga Batadze helps a little bit with that. Um, having a switchable power forward or a playmaking power forward who can play a little bit of center in a pinch, I think that's where the Magic are going to turn. So if you're asking me who are the Magic's targets or what do the Magic need, the biggest need is still shooting, but they address that with Jet Howard. Another issue is making sure they have adequate size to fit their style. They accomplished that by adding Anthony Black and now being able to mix and match some of their players. The biggest need for the offseason then to me is playmaking four and still some center depth. And so if you ask me who are the Magic targeting today as free agency gets set, set to begin, I think the Magic will be targeting Dwight Powell and Trey Lyles. Um, that is who I would be looking at. I think those guys fit a lot of the kind of surf, the, like underneath needs that the Magic have, uh, under the surface needs that the Magic have. And, and I think that will help this team take steps forward um, and just add some depth, add some quality veteran depth to the team. I will again grant, I'm not in the business of predicting trades. I, I don't I don't know what's out there. The Magic are so super quiet, but there are the conditions for a trade here. Um, the Magic cannot play all their guards. They probably need to relieve that logjam. They don't have enough roster spots, I think, to fill all the needs that they have this offseason in free agency. It would not surprise me if we see a trade in the next 24 hours or the next or, 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 or sometime in this free agency season. Would not surprise me if that is something that is in the works. It could be something that, you know, they're keeping Gary Harris to trade him. Um, would not surprise me. It's not what I would do, but it would not surprise me. Um, I think this team is, I think we are under a, a trade warning um, uh, to use to use the weather parlance because the conditions are there that this team probably does need to to, to consolidate a little bit or to swap a, a small for a big to kind of complete this roster. But we'll see what ultimately happens. Free agency opens today at 6 p.m. Eastern time. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Which are tuning in him, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's where you should go for all your updates on free agency. We will have, if the Magic do anything major in free agency, we'll have 
quick reactions here on the pod. Thanks to the friends from the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. We'll have a complete recap of the first couple days of free agency on Monday's episode of Locked On Magic. So definitely subscribe and tune in for that. But until then, happy free agency, everyone. Happy NBA New Year. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.